This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So, Take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the way they were. Hi guys, it's Chantal here. I know you are used to hearing Grania right now and don't worry, she is fine. She's still with us. She's just not physically with us. She's um, out of town at the moment and uh, for various reasons we couldn't record our joint intro together. I know we're crushed but don't worry, we will be together again soon and in the meantime um, we do have a little note from her here. So here is the one, the only lovely Grania. Hi Grania. Hi Chantelle and the way they were listeners. I'm sorry, I'm, this is sort of a strange intro because me and Chantelle have been separated by the sea. I am in Greece at what I thought was going to be like a luxury two-week break where I teach comedy and it turns out I might have joined a cult. Basically, uh, I'm sleeping I'm sleeping in a hut for the next two weeks and basically everybody else is doing really spiritual, grounded stuff with healing and artwork and then they come to me and they do comedy. So it's a bit of a gear change, but we're working with it, guys. Uh, but I'm obviously very grateful to be here. And you know what? Like, just getting away from it all... 
being amongst nature, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Like it just really, not to be too earnest, but it just really makes you appreciate like what actually is important. And by that, I mean, obviously, celebrity breakups. So I am so excited to listen to this week's episode. Uh, I love you very much. And fingers crossed when I see you next. And I won't be a Scientologist, but I will be able to windsurf. See, what did I tell you? She's having an amazing time out there. Um, She claims she couldn't find time to come do a live recording of the intro, but I think we all know what the real truth is. She is having a massage. Um, Having a wonderful time out there, Grania. Sounds real rough there in the hut on an island in beautiful scenic Greece. Thoughts and prayers. In the meantime, us here stuck in sticky, humid England... uh, which is actually weather that I love to have in this country because there's nothing I like more than, as you know, hearing English folks complain about completely lovely weather. So I'm having a great time and you're going to be having a great time when you hear this lovely episode. It's wonderful and almost as wonderful as the guests we have on. She's a esports and gaming host, which is new for us and a, sort of a trend, I hope, if they're all as nice as her. So please welcome the one, the only, Frankie Ward. The, the way they were. Hi, Frankie. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I've put the baby to bed. Uh, I haven't got a gin and tonic. I kind of wish I had one, but um, I have eaten a satsuma, so I'm feeling oh. zesty and ready to go. There we go. You're going to start coming up on all that vitamin C in a minute. <laughs> exactly. I am going to be so high and free of scurvy. It's going to be <laughs> wild. <laughs> so we're a very romantic podcast. Frankie, would you consider yourself a romantic person? I think I'm a romantic person. I think I used to be a romantic person and then I ran out of time to the point where I'm going away for work tomorrow and it's my husband's birthday on Friday. So I I went on Mr. Porter and I threw what I used to spend on a month's rent on a present for him. I probably can't afford that because like I need to start paying for childcare and wow, that's twice what my, uh, my, you know, rent used to be. But I felt so guilty that I was like, right, this will be romantic. Um, a box turning up that looks fancy. Uh, oh, that yeah. is. So um, I basically can't afford to spend money on anything else apart but from guilt is love. Guilt for the next is couple love. of months. Guilt is yeah. love. Money is love. Definitely yeah. money is love. That yeah. is... That yeah, is more feel... romantic than a wad of cash thrown at a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, I feel terrible. Everyone listening is going to be like, oh my God, what, like, what is she, what is she like? Like, Thank that's you. completely Everyone unrealistic. Listening. Everyone listening is jealous that you can afford, quote unquote, what used to be a month's rent on a present. Trust me, we're all just burning with envy. Right uh, can now, I just okay? clarify? I used to live in Newcastle in Biker. So, oh, okay, uh, so you mean not... like 50 quid? Okay, fine. fine yeah, fine. so we're not, we're not talking too high end. He's, we were only been married for a year and he took a long time to propose so he doesn't deserve it he's that not much. that worth it okay right mm, i got you he's looking, he's looking after the baby when i'm away so to be fair he deserves but something you have quite a romantic proposal story don't you uh, <laughs> well basically what happened was so it was our six year anniversary and i do some twitch streaming as part of my job and i do online broadcast sometimes as part of my job sometimes in a studio they're online and sometimes i'm at home broadcasting but i was being let down by uh by mr uh, x richard branson's company i guess you could call it and they're terrible virgin media they suck i don't mind name checking them i hope they're not a sponsor and uh <laughs> so i had to get um good old queen's english bt in and they couldn't do until 1pm and we were going to go to Margate and have lunch and stuff for our anniversary because we went there on our first trip away when we 
been seeing each other for like a month and we had to cancel that because it basically didn't arrive until the last moment but I really needed that broadband. So then we end up walking through like Sydenham Woods and then oh. on the way to Crystal Palace. And I was a bit moody about leaving the house because it was early COVID and I just got cabin, like I was a shut inner. Then he was like, oh, look, a folly uh, in the woods, which is like a fake ruin built by Victorians. So he we went over to the fake ruin built by Victorians. And just before we got to it, he sort of knelt down and kind of asked me to marry him in this really unsophisticated way. And I was like, why are we not in the folly? Why are we outside the folly? Uh, But I sort of put the ring on. Um, It was massive. Um, (laughs) Got delicate lady hands. And inside was just like a load of graffiti and loads of kids started coming over. And I was like, we won't take a picture then. Uh, Instead, we went to see the dinosaurs in Crystal Palace, took some photos there, realized later, put the ring on the wrong finger. But hey, I was engaged. So that was nice. That's wonderful. Lovely. Lovely. Love amongst the used condoms. Right? Yes. Basically, exactly. Uh, I promise none of them mine. Uh, But, you know, there's still time, you know, when we're trying to like relight that fire. I don't know which one's the rubber anniversary, but we'll make it happen. Head down the folly and see what happens. Get frisky in the folly. Exactly. He's really into his follies. Like, he's a history man. That's his kink. That is, yeah, I think that is his kink. We are, we are watching How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix at the moment, and there's a lot of kink discussion, but I haven't worked out what mine is. So, so follies could be like on the list, maybe. Do you want me to find out, kiddo? A a Victorian (laughs) fancy project. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, we could do that in the garden, couldn't we? Now I'm showing off. I talked about buying, throwing money at a present and and having a garden. Now she's got a garden. Once you build a Victorian... We're trying to be relatable here, Frankie. (laughs) If you start talking about your Victorian folly you're working on in your back garden, that's when the intervention happens. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, basically. Well, you've picked an incredible couple. They're really incredible. But so Chantelle doesn't know, but we have some clues to sort of guide her on the way to this incredible couple. So what I can tell you, Chantelle, is this couple got together in the glorious summer of 2011. 2011. Okay. Let me let me paint the scene. Charlie Sheen has just been fired from Two and a Half Men. The Arab Spring is grabbing the world's attention and the world mourned the loss of the people's princess, Osama bin Laden. But that wasn't all that was happening because we all got a tingly feeling about this friendly neighbourhood boy next door and a stone-cold fox. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Friendly neighbourhood. Bo- okay. I'm going to have to go old school here. Are they, okay, are they from, are they from this country or are they English? Well, I would say uh, 50% you're on the money. Yeah. God, half English. Stone Cold Fox. <laughs> oh, God. Do I definitely know who they are? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Are these in the music industry, these people, or acting either? Acting. Acting. Oh, shit. I got nothing. I got nothing. Something I mean, about a-, a few years ago, a uh-huh. uh, friendly neighborhood guy um, became a, a monk temporarily yeah. for three hours of my life that I'll never get back. Yeah. This guy made this girl's heart go tick, tick, boom. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, is that who it is? Is it, um, oh my God, it's Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Yeah. Is that who it is? Yes. Oh my God, what a fucking big one. What a bit. What was the Stone Cold Fox referencing? Emma Stone. <laughs> She's also got red sto- hair, which is quite foxy. Oh, though. I was focusing yeah. on the fox part. I was thinking, like, who's yeah. foxy? I was focusing on the fox. I got you. Stone cold I did fox. feel a bit okay. bad in the delivery. I should have said stone cold. No, stone cold fox. <laughs> but neighborhood because of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For me. I mean, I got you. I got you. This was, this was a big couple. God, we've had, oh. we've had requests for this one as well. I think this yeah. is a big one. Yeah. This hurt. This this hurt a lot of people. It did hurt a lot up. of people. Remember when they used to walk around carrying the signs for the paparazzi to say donate to this charity instead of taking mm-hmm. our pictures? They were so cute. Oh, so she's the Frankie. reason most girls bought skinny jeans and brown brogues. By the way, oh, Frankie, why? What was it about this couple? When we asked you on the podcast, what? Why was this the couple that popped into your head first? So the thing is with Andrew Garfield is I think he's kind of an internet boyfriend or had internet boyfriend potential but never quite realised it because I think that that the Spider-Man movies, I'm going to confess, I watched half of The Amazing Spider-Man and I I, I didn't go for it. I love Tobey Maguire so much. Even in Spider-Man 3, which literally Spider-Man 1 and 2 are two of my favourite films. Like I had feelings when i watched them in the cinema um but i was a teenager going through you know a few changes at the time so uh yeah I, I i never got into him and emma like on screen together like their their movies but obviously off screen they were so like charming and and cheeky and uh, and andrew like in that like internet boyfriend way uh, not like he's not your ryan gosling he's much more kind of almost like attainable like british like boy probably in the year above you at sixth form kind of thing nice curly hair looks good in a blazer yeah. uh never does up the top button type thing uh like of the shirt i don't know what i oh god i'm really revealing a lot about myself right now <laughs> um and then emma stone is just cool isn't she i don't know if you've seen her like vogue 70 something rehearsed answers yep. video questions yeah. but she's yeah she's just like so chill and laid back and cool about the whole thing like she mm. is someone you want to be friends with she has likability on camera, but I think she has it off camera as well. And she's not so public all the time either. So it's not that she's mysterious. You know enough about her and you don't feel like she needs you to know anything more, if that makes sense. She's not kind of like shoving herself in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she cool. achieved I think she achieved a likability that Jennifer Lawrence had for a second and then immediately went past. Mm. Like I think Emma Stone is for girls what Jennifer Lawrence thinks she is for girls. But Emma Stone, I don't know any girl who doesn't like Emma Stone. Everyone yeah. loves Emma Stone. Like everyone, I love Emma that Stone. We be, all love Emma Stone. Instead of mm. like, are you a robot? It shouldn't be, are there traffic lights in this picture? It should be like, do you like Emma Stone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> if exactly. you say no, that means you're a robot. That means you're a robot. Yeah. And yeah. Andrew Garfield, did you? Did anyone, I'm with you, number one, by the way, as in team, I'm, for me, Spider-Man is Tobey Maguire, hence why I wasn't getting any of the, the Spider-Man references. I'm the same as you, he was Spider-Man for me. And were we meant to find Andrew Garfield hot at any point? Because I think that's what he was, did she find him hot? I mean, I don't think no. So I think that's I, what he was missing from the internet boyfriend thing. So he wasn't yeah, like he wasn't hot. That's true. That's what. That's the key thing he's missing, right? That, yeah. That's the thing that that Gosling got. I. But that that but maybe that's just the kind of man I go for. Like I'm married to the guy who did Gap Year. Like 
you know, he's, <laughs> I find him incredibly attractive, but I think a lot of people watching on the internet would probably see him playing um, a gap yard guy and not be able to see him in any other context. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if, wonder if that's the case with uh, Andrew Garfield as you see him playing, you know, slightly dorky Spider-Man superhero. He and, does, um, I know what you mean by yeah. the sick, he does, he's a bit like your brother's friend that you never fancy and then just over time you're like, oh, actually, because you like hang out with him one night and he's like really cool. And then like you start to fancy him, but he's never like, yeah, he doesn't he's walk in the room and traffic though. stops. He's kind of mm, cute. cute. I don't know. He's got those big brown eyes and the, yeah. mm, you know. your fancies, Andrew. <laughs> I think that I wouldn't, that I, yeah, I, I would very much fancy him, I think, but I wouldn't tell him for ages and that would be my yeah. problem and then I miss my window. Um, I think Andrew yeah. Garfield appreciates a Victorian folly. Yeah, I think he would. Mm, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather just go to Margate for a dinner rather than a lunch. Don't tell me. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. It's fine. So, Andrew, if you would like to be my second husband, um, yeah. skip the folly. It was a lovely proposal. If you're listening to this, dear husband, um, and very grateful to be married. And to she you. does Thank find you, you attractive. We promise. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. So let's have a before we do a deep dive into their emotional. CVs at the time of them meeting each other. I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, okay, well, all this is well and good, but what about their star signs? Well, Andrew Garfield, born 20th of August, so he is a Leo. Leo. Same as my husband. Oh, here we go. She's got a type, guys. So many comedians, so many comedians and performers are Leos. It's ridiculous. That's no surprise, though. (sighs) We're a lot. Okay? (laughs) We're a lot. So he's a little Leo. Emma Stone, born November 6th. So she is, uh-oh. Scorpio. Scorpio. She's Scorpio. I'm beginning to like Scorpios. We get so many of them. They're, they're very successful. I'll tell you that. They do well in the arts because we have a lot of them on this podcast. So Frankie, according to the, are the celestial bodies that control our every move, what do you think the horoscopes give this matching percentage-wise? What what mm. what hope do you did they have? To I start think off like thirty five percent because Leos are out there, Scorpios they're not taking no cojones. So I think that there's there's definitely sparks, but not like long term. Mm-hmm. I'm quite surprised about Emma Stone being a Scorpio in a way yeah. though, just because she doesn't have Scorpio energy. Maybe more doesn't. like Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. She's Scorpio. Maybe even Cap. I thought she was Capricorn. I thought she was the same as me. Thirty five percent, Chantel. I am going to say, I'm going to say that maybe because they're both so fiery, maybe that's like, because uh, Grania's uh, assessments of compatibility are always about sex. So that's all it's ever about. So I'm going to say these two fiery people are really steaming it up in the folly bedroom. So I'm going to give them a 74% chance of making love for a long time. Okay, well, here we go. So the Star Sign website that I consult says this is a complicated relationship between two strong personalities. These partners can seem as if they've crashed into each other with no plan or purpose. If they're attracted to each other, this could drive them mad. For none of them will be able to realise their desires in a wanted way. They simply don't operate in the same way. And while Leos want to be respected, so that's little Andrew Garfield, Scorpios understand that all respect dies in the act of sex. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Emma Stone. Emma, you a safe word with her. Jeez. The act of sex. <laughs> what Leo... Andrew Garfield sees as love, Scorpio, Emma, 
finds superficial and irritating. And what Scorpio, Emma, sees as love, Leo finds depressing and irritating. Yikes. 5%. Whoa. That's, is that a record? Have we ever had as low as 5 5%. Jeez Louise. Scorpios and Leos, watch out. Watch wow. out. They're either horny or depressed. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's bonkers. Jeez, 5%. Well, they, they, they were together for a good few years. They, they defied the odds. Mm. So, okay, let's have a look at their backstory. So Andrew Garfield, obviously, uh, Little uh, English boy, his parents ran a small interior design business. His mother was also a teaching assistant. So he had a very normal middle class upbringing. Very, very normal. Grew up outside, outside London. Then he got into acting. Then he went to drama school. Then he sort of got success in stage and that way went into film. So he seems like a very sort of earnest, very normal, very sort of grounded family life. Now, Emma, also, she her parents are still together. She's very close to her family. She had sort of more sort of anxiety in her early life. She had panic attacks and anxiety as a child. So she struggled. She went, she wanted to get into acting and performing. Her parents were really, really supportive. I thought this was really cute. When she was about in her early teens, she prepared a PowerPoint presentation for her parents titled Project Hollywood. Featuring Madonna's 2003 song Hollywood to convince them to let her move to California to pursue her dreams of acting. Well done, Emma. Is Emma Stone her real name? So it's Emily Jean Stone. Interesting. Going for Emma is very clever move as an American. There's not a lot of them around. Smart it was move be- there, Emily. It was because there was already an Emily Stone yeah, registered with SAG, right? Yeah. She could have, so yeah, she could have gone with like Emma or something boring, but to go with them um, or like Lily, but Emma, clever. Not a lot of Emmas in America. Is there not? No, is it's a very Emma? British, British name. Emma, Gemma, very, very English or British yeah. or not in, not in America. Say that. <laughs> you don't get a lot of them in North America. So the two of them, they meet for the first time in 2010. At this time, they're meeting to screen test for Superman. So at this time, he's he's not very well known. Like he's known in acting circles, but he's not famous. Mm-hmm. She also, she's her profile is sort of building, but she's not like super famous yet. Now they both have partners. So Andrew is with his girlfriend of three years, Shannon Woodward, who's also an actress. She's in loads of video games. She's in Westworld. She's in Westworld and she's she is in The Last of Us Part Two. We follow each other on Twitter. Oh my god. Well There you go. There you go. Some inside knowledge. You're we about to find have. out about yeah. a very traumatic time in her life. <laughs> <laughs> I'll DM her. It's all right, Sharon. I'm there for you. <laughs> so Andrew's going out with little Shannon Woodward. Emma, guess who Emma is going out with at this time? Who was Emma going out with before Andrew? This is really interesting. Was it like a Jamie Bell type? I know it wasn't him, but I'm thinking of someone like that. Who? I'm interested. Who was it, Grania? It was little Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Good one, Emma. Pre-succession. Hey, Kieran for the day. Those in the know have been following Kieran Culkin way before succession, man. Some of us were there way, 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 way back. Kieran was always the one to watch of that family. So she's, just imagine the scene. She's like, see you, Kieran. I'm off to do a screen test. <laughs> Andrew's like, goodbye, Shannon. I'm off to do a screen test today in New York City. 
Little did they know what was about to happen. So this is how Andrew describes meeting Emma for the first time. I met her for the first time at the screen test and I was like, oh man, if I have to spend six years of my life talking about one thing over and over again to camera crews and stuff, I hope it's with this person. I wasn't really aware what was happening in the scream test. She keeps you on your toes and that wakes you up. She's just incredibly energetic and enthusiastic and she has this great sense of play and fun, which was incredibly exciting. It was like I woke up when she came in. It was like diving into white water rapids and having no desire to hang on to the sides. Throughout shooting, it was just wild and exciting. Wow. He felt deep. I will never have anyone write that way about me. Aside from comparing me to Whitewater Rapids, as in deathly, as in being with her is like almost dying. But otherwise, that was, God, he really fell hard. Yeah, he was in. And he was meeting her blonde as well. And blonde Emma, as we all know, is not true Emma. It's not true Emma. Like Lindsay Lohan, both of them, you know, when they're red hair, you know, they're in a good, healthy place. They're in a good place. Yeah, very true. That's 2010. April 2011, Emma splits from Kieran. May 2011, Andrew splits from Shannon. Ooh, it's April, happening. April 2012, they make their first red carpet appearance at so the probably... Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. So if they split up with the exes the previous May and they came out together in April, that means they must have gotten together around, I'm going to say, November, December. You don't go out immediately. you got to give it a good six months to make sure it's worth getting on the red carpet. That's good. They broke up for a reason. They knew what was happening. They broke up and got together immediately. So that was it. Have you have you ever had so that was sort of a workplace romance, Frankie? What has your experience of workplace romances been? Good working in the entertainment industry. Would you recommend them? So never done a proper workplace romance. I think it would just be a bit. I'm not very good at that kind of thing. I think I'd be too not sure about competitive with them, but. I wouldn't want anyone to think that I wasn't earning my spot, if that makes yeah. sense. Because I, I mean, I work in esports. So I work in a very male-dominated e- industry, so kind of gaming and esports presenting and stuff. So there are people all the time who like to write on the internet about like speculating um, who I have been taken to follies to, uh, you know, get my leg up the ladder. And the answer is no one. Uh, I'm too busy for that kind of shenanigan. Also, uh, actually married. So just just hasn't really been a thing for me. When I moved to London first, I had this temp job and I really fancied this guy that I was temping with. And I found it really stressful because I hated my job so much. But because he was around, I kind of felt like I had to be all like, oh, cool, data entry. (laughs) (laughs) I've showered and I'm not wearing any clothes with stains on. And it's quarter past nine in the morning. It was a lot of work. Did it lead to anything? We did go out briefly. We did go out briefly. So it was but worth it. Ish. It was it, it is, but it was just so hard. I that's why I think workplace romances, if you hate your job, are very difficult to sustain. Because it's mm. not very attractive to be like, oh, you know, like hungover yeah. Tuesday morning and then suddenly your your crush walks by. If well, whereas you imagine yeah. for like for Emma and Andrew, they're just in front of a green screen just twenty four seven exchanging not very well written banter but still it sounds like that's a pretty fun way to go i would find it a bit annoying having to wear the same clothes every day i often think about this if people meet on a film set you wouldn't get to like show off your amazing fashion sense because you'd have to be stuck in wardrobe and wearing likely the same outfit for like three weeks in a row Mm -hmm. and that would i'd be i'd be so like 
I'd be so into immediately changing at lunch and be like, here's what I actually wear. I'm actually really cool. You know what I mean? I'd be so into doing that. But you've pissed off my makeup artist by making them redo my face every single five minutes. Well, so let's have a little dive into what they were like as a couple. So here's some of the things. They're they're so private. They were so Mm. private. But some of the things we do know that for Andrew's 29th birthday, Emma and his friends surprised the actor and took him to Disneyland. This oh, is what he Disney said. Disney adults. <laughs> they came out to LA to surprise me. We went to Disneyland and we ate pot brownies. It was literally heaven. <laughs> <laughs> He's very earnest. I like that about him. He seems like a very there's no there doesn't seem to be any snark about no, this I don't boy think at all. So. Doesn't seem very bitter about anything. Then they also both they, as you do, they also both popped up when the other was hosting Saturday Night Live. Of course. So cute. I love did, like, couples do that. Little cameos. Little cameos. They also came up with clever ways to make something positive out of being papped all the time. So while out in New York City, they noticed photographers and they emerged from the restaurants with handwritten messages held over their faces. Emma Stone's note began, good morning. We were eating and saw a group of guys with cameras outside. So we thought, let's try this again. We don't need the attention, but these wonderful organisations do. And then Garfield's note listed all the websites for various charities. And written underneath all the charities was, here's to stuff that matters. Have a great day. Classic Emma, classic Emma and and Andrew. They were they were that couple for a while. They were the very they were very peak millennial. They were like peak yeah. millennial couple, big time. A lot of farmers markets, definitely. Mm. A lot of takeaway coffees. Both definitely beanies. allies. Yeah, beanies, lots of beanies. Beanies. So Frankie, imagine we've got a time machine and we can take you back to this glorious summer and you get that phone call you've been waiting for. It's Andrew saying, hi, me and Emma are in town and we were wondering if you'd like to hang out. What do you imagine date night? Maybe we'll bring, we'll bring your husband along too. The four of you are out a night in the town. What do you think that would be like? Uh, definitely Emma karaoke. Yeah, That's so true. I, I definitely think that Emma has a few bevies and then she's into Journey. So I think we'd end up in Soho. To be honest, we'd probably have dinner somewhere like Bog Standard, like a, a step above like your Garfunkel's, but somewhere small. Like, yeah. I, I can't even think of like an honest burger or something, mm-hmm. like something kind of cash and then and then karaoke to end things off. I think I'm just like, basically last weekend, I had a surreal experience where I went back to 2008 because I was um, I was at a bar and there was a piano and I ended up singing with Diana Vickers from The X Factor. <gasps> and so my whole like, like frame of reference right now is, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like Soho. We ended up in a club called San Moritz, which I hadn't been to probably since like 2010. <laughs> um, so maybe I'd take them there because it's this basement club with like wood chip on the walls. It's weird. It's like a sort of Swiss chalet, but like not the actual nice part of the Swiss chalet, like the sex dungeon that they quickly whitewashed and removed most of the furniture from so they can try and sell it via some fancy French estate agents. Overpriced warm wine, really weird bathrooms, but you probably wouldn't get bothered there because Diana Vickers didn't and she's incredibly famous. So I think that's where I'd take them. 
she'd be into it. Emma would love. Yeah. Emma, there's a. Do you remember back when um, Jimmy Fallon, way before that celebrity lip sync live crap became like too big and is rubbish, way, way, way back when Jimmy Fallon did the lip sync stuff years ago. One of my favorite clips of it is Emma Stone doing lip sync with him. And she does a song by the Blues Traveler. And she actually knows all the words for it. It's really, if, if you can find the video, it's pretty much been wiped from YouTube. But I implore you to find it. She does that. And she does a rap song. I forgot which one. And she's so charming in it and so good at it. And she keeps saying, I'm genuinely singing. I'm not lip syncing. I'm just doing, I'm just doing karaoke here. And she's, I think everyone just fell in love with her and that she's incredible in it. And so I think you're 100% right, Frankie. She would be karaoke queen without a shadow of a doubt. I think he would get very sincere because he's a, he's a good singer. So he would sing a song yeah. that he actually loves. He would probably he dedicate it. He'd he dedicate it to somebody and then totally. there would be a very earnest conversation at some stage <laughs> where he would give you a big pep talk about something. That's so true. And he would say promise you'll email me about this whatever it is you're talking about he'd say I want to hear more about it email me this he would my- do like a Stephen Sondheim song and then tell you, you must watch the play this is from let me I'll tell you where to watch it I'll, I'll tell you which year you must see it and he'd like make you do it make you email me your review of it very much so oh why has this night not happened yet right one day one day you were practicing with Vickers any day now I must call yeah him. me and Andrew we'll go, we'll go down Groucho Club we'll get someone to sign us in that's <laughs> right people We'll go around the piano again. He'll know people. He'll know people. Exactly. He'll get me in. In this, so remember, during this period together, they do spend a lot of time working together. So Spider-Man 1 is where they meet. Then they're on the press tour for Spider-Man 1. Then they film Spider- The Amazing Spider-Man 2. They do the press tour for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. So a lot of the relationship is spent working together. But sadly, storm clouds are coming. Storm clouds in the form of Liam Neeson, and Martin Scorsese because Ooh. what happens is they're getting on really well they're you know, all those cute little shots of the two of them with their little beanies and their matching scarves adorable <laughs> then the amazing Spider-Man 2 comes out it is not well received and you know Andrew Garfield this is like this is what he's known for he's mm. not like Emma where she's got lots of other stuff he is Spider-Man so that hurts him that sort of uh, is very difficult and then they're sort of separated for the first time because Andrew goes to Taiwan to film Martin Scorsese's film Silence oh, and okay I'm God, just going to give you a geez. few facts I'm just going to give you a, two, a few facts oh, about filming this so it was a um, mistake on so many levels Andrew <laughs> he spends five months in the wilderness playing a priest in a 17th century drama where he has to lose 40 pounds and he's acting opposite Liam Neeson. He really thought this was going to be his big, like this, this was going to be his The Reverend. You know, This was going to get him the Oscar nom. This was going to be his, look at me doing Christian Bale, I lost all this way. And it just, it fell like a lead balloon. That film just was not well received, to put it politely. I still resent the time and the money that I spent uh, I'm sorry the, uh, you did it, Frankie. on New Cross on that <laughs> film. Uh, I, I, I'm very upset that they only sold small bottles of wine. And I'm very upset that I stayed until the end. Oh, good. You have to stay to the end, though, because then you can say, I watched the whole goddamn thing. It never got any better. It, it was really not. Oh, it was so boring. You're a stronger woman than I. I didn't even, I couldn't even bother to try to watch it all. There was no way I could sit mm-hmm. through it. I mean, I'm impressed. Yeah. But yeah, he does owe you. He owes you a free drink at the karaoke bar, to yeah. be honest. He owes making me you watch that. Uh, my, a, a wedding ring for when you're yeah. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> because my first one made me sit through his film. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he's stuck in Taiwan for five months, losing weight in the forest and being all serious about acting. Whereas, what's Emma doing? So having she, a lot of fun. She sort of like her. This is the vibe that I get. Is that so? Both of them come from like really supportive good families they both seem relatively grounded people that both seem to really like each other mm. but suddenly she's like her fame is sort of incremental and she's like in lots of different stuff and she's slowly slowly building up her career and yeah. she's i think she's american she's lived she's been in hollywood a lot longer than he has he's this dweeby like classically trained actor suddenly spider-man and now he's suddenly getting all this backlash and i think I think he struggled. So around this time, he they, he was getting loads of press attention. Andrew Garfield said, this is again is like, oh God, I'm a bit worried about him. He said that he got into a very beautiful, compassionate, loving place with the paparazzi who followed him everywhere. I speak to them whenever I get the opportunity, mostly to say, please don't. In this case, the paps put their cameras down and we had a hug and they drove off. Uh, yeah, I can see why you were worried. Getting into a compassionate place with a paparazzi, that's that's not good. <laughs> that, that sounds like getting on the side of the people who kidnapped you. So, and then in another interview around this time, he said, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. That feels really good to say to you. I'm really not all right. I'm in the struggle of being a person. I haven't got anything figured out. Yikes. Mm. I do remember, um, I think it was around the time of the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think that was, maybe it was in the leaked Sony emails or something, that he was meant to come down from a press tour and he basically refused to leave his room. Oh. And so I he was think in a maybe bad it was because the film was, was not good or something like that, but he was like, he basically was not wanting to kind of take part in that promotion. And I think that maybe impacted his career a bit. I, I remember reading about this like, probably last year sometime. So oh, some stuff came Andrew. out about, about him being a nice guy but not wanting to take part. I think it's probably when he was promoting Tick, Tick, Boom that he started speaking about it. Right, okay. Mm. The reason The Amazing Spider-Man happened was because Sony had to make a Spider-Man film every five years, I believe, as part of their ownership of the IP. So that's mm. why they made it. It wasn't that they wanted to make a Spider-Man film, I don't think. Or it like had some great new story to, to tell. They just... Yeah, otherwise it would go, the rights would revert back. So, and now they team up with Marvel and Tom Holland, also really great Spider-Man. So that's that's kind of why they made the film. And I think they didn't need to make those films mm. um, from a kind of storytelling perspective. They didn't need to reboot the Sam Raimi version. Well, it's Rufty Tufty Hair is going to get an achy breaky heart because in 2015, it's officially, it's announced, or it's not announced, but it's spread, leaked to the press that him and Emma Stone have split up. After oh. four years together, <sighs> they are no It was, more. it was really sad. I remember people being really upset about it. Were you, how upset were you, Frankie, when you heard the news? Do you remember where you were? I was shocked. I don't remember where I was, but I do remember that I was I was shocked. I think I was probably building some kind of website at the time. As I did, I did a lot of that in 2015, to be honest. <laughs> um, so I probably read about it while I was at work. But I do remember being a bit sad about it because I did really like them as a celebrity couple because of the fact that they did seem so normal despite the jobs that they had. Mm, definitely. Um, and despite the agony of watching silence um which i think came out after they broke up maybe probably um, did yeah. Probably, yeah yeah i i felt i felt for the two of them 
But then while he was giving you silence, she was giving you easy A. So, you know, you could always watch that to cheer up and you'd feel That you'd feel is fine. true. And obviously, I th- I, I'm i trying to think when um, La La Land came out. I think that was probably like 2017, maybe La La Land. But mm. uh, obviously, she was going on to bigger and better things and she was handling the fame a lot better than most people do. Yeah, she was. So why do you think, with what we know about their emotional makeup and what was going on in their lives at the at time... Why do you think they split up? I think that Stone, as you've already mentioned, she she wanted to go to Hollywood from a young age. She is American. She does understand kind of the game and the setup. And she's she's set up really, really good boundaries. Um, and the film choices she's made, Aloha aside, have been really strong and really good. And she's, you know, she's been well cast and everything, but the aforementioned film. So I think... She's kept that level head around her. She's even she's got a baby now, but she's mm. she's handled the privacy and and taken that break. I think at a really good time in her career. And as you also mentioned, Andrew being a, a classically trained actor who wasn't necessarily preparing himself to go into that Hollywood machine. And so I think the two of them wanted different things. I don't know where Andrew Garfield lives now. I feel like he's probably a London boy at heart. I almost see and- Andrew Garfield a bit in the same lens as Jamie Dornan. In the um, both handsome men, I mean, Jane Dornan was a model and once dated Kira yeah. Knightley, but that obviously is another episode. But just more in that kind of, I think they're more probably family and kind of friends and more like casual, like orientated to like being more casual and private and watching the football type of thing as opposed to red carpeting and, and, and doing events and things like that. Um, Similar to Robert Pattinson as well. I see him as one of those boys as well. Yes. Put into a massive, massive film role and a bit like, oh, I did not want to fucking do this. I'll go back to London, thanks. Yeah, yeah it's kind of those kind of boys. Yeah. Exactly. Although I I, I think our Pats almost enjoys messing oh, he, with the press. Yeah, he has more, more fun right? trolling them. Yeah, he, he has yeah. more fun. I don't, I don't think he suffered the way Andrew did. He, he just kind of found it funny, but yeah. I think also when you're Robert Pattinson, you've already made your millions. You can then start to really like, you know, not it's not complacency that's the wrong word but you you can almost like mess with the system a bit more because definitely you want it and whereas with andrew garfield i think he's always he would probably have had such a sense of insecurity in, com- in comparison to emma's career trajectory and he didn't have the same necessarily like financial stability i'm sure spider-man was worth a lot but it wouldn't have been as lucrative as being say like a marvel face yeah yeah uh, totally you know, that that run of films so I, I think that's probably just a, a, a clash of kind of careers and where they wanted to be in their lives. But it doesn't mean that they don't have a lot of love for each other. Well, uh, and still, I imagine they do. Well, let's see how they both coped after the split. So straight out the split, bloody Emma Stone was pranking the press and the paparazzi all over again because, and I don't know why the bag was there, but... She knew there was paparazzi outside the door and she had this bag and it had Andrew Garfield written on the bag. So just to mess their heads, she walked out all nonchalant carrying the bag with Andrew Garfield's name written on it. Why not? Have some fun. Have some fun. She said, I picked up the bag. I was like, this is kind of funny. If there are any paparazzi out there, there's probably some rebellious rebelliousness that comes out in me after all these stories and people texting you for weeks about something that for the most part is not true but even when it's false I would rather just let it be false so she was like let's just have fun with it so they uh, they did separate uh, there was sort of hints that they might get back together but it was not to be 
Andrew, oh my God. Andrew's a huge <laughs> fan of hers. Of course he is. Of course he is. I think he was at the Oscar ceremony when she won her best Oscar for best actress. And he was clapping away, clapping away. Of course he was. He said in an interview, it's been bliss to be able to watch her success and watch her bloom into the actress that she is. Oh, goodness. And when I, asked oh. people that he would take on a desert island, he <gasps> said Emma. Oh, I hope it wasn't with anyone else when he said that. <laughs> we didn't have, like, the girl he's now with by his side. <laughs> I feel really, I feel almost like I can't have him as my second husband now because he's constantly being compa- He'll be compared to Emma. To Emma, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like Emma kind of moved on. I feel like I feel like Andrew somewhere is still like, well, one day if I do enough stuff. Well, so we've already mentioned before SNL that Emma hosted it and Andrew hosted it. So Emma Stone grew up like a huge SNL fan. She did improv. Like she's always really looked up to the great big comedy institutions. And uh, when she hosted it the last time she met and started dating a writer from the show they got married in 2020 and then had a baby together in 2021 so emma's doing very well she's very happy with her little snl writer producer andrew so he i thought he was dating model alicia miller but as i was researching apparently they've broken up so i don't know he was up until very recently dating model mm. Alicia Miller, but he career-wise, it feels like he's really found his groove. Like he he got nominated for Best uh, Actor at the Oscars last year. He was in loads. He, like I think he's found his niche as like prestige character actor. Yeah, he does. He seems to do well at that biopics as well. Mm. Prestige biopics. His fashion sense could do with a the wide leg sailor trousers. He needs to give it up. It's not oh, a vibe. It's not no, it's not I working. Like it. It's I not like working. It. He needs to move on from it. He's you're not in you're not in anchors away. Just let it go, Andrew. <gasps> I think he just sleaze really well. And maybe because it plays against his like he does that sort of 70s lounge suit. Really, I like it. I find it's, it really contrived. I don't think it works. I find it he's try, it's too much. I don't think I don't think it's, it doesn't seem natural. He seems like, look at me, look at this. The outfits are wearing him, put it that way. I need to see some more recent oh, pictures. Like when he was on RuPaul, him. it was very much here. I am in my wide leg fashion trousers. Oh, he it was, was all having a bit, such a fun time. He was having it. He was oh. having a ball. I have a lot of love for the guys. He was having a ball, but it's, it, it doesn't seem um, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem uh, easy going. It seems like he's making a Listen, routine. Listen, you doesn't seem effortless. Five months in the wilderness, living off <laughs> berries with Liam Neeson. You can wear what you want. <laughs> he's earned his divahood. You know what? Also, I'm just, I'm now remembering him on RuPaul's Drag Race because he was on RuPaul's Drag Race UK, like crawling up the catwalk. I loved him in that. Yeah, he was good. He was selling he it. He's got a good game. hairline still, I think. Oh. Yeah, he's got a good hairline. And that's that's quite important. He can do and a with Grania, I think I think he has sort of found his found his way. And he was very, I thought he was excellent. Tick, tick, boom, by the way, I'm just yeah. saying. So we come to the part of the show that everything has been leading towards. As much as we love Andy and Emma... As much as we're rooting for both of them and they seem like great mm. people, let's be honest, in every split, there is a winner and there's a loser. There's the one you're happy about and there's the one you text to make sure they're okay. So in the great split between Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, 
Frankie, we want a clear answer from you. Who thrived and who simply survived? I feel like we've been basically answering this question the entire time. <laughs> Quite clearly, Emma survived. That child is going to be adorable with massive eyes. And Andrew Garfield is starting to is starting to pick himself back up. Or he has picked himself up again. But I think he definitely had a couple of wilderness years. Especially when he had to watch his own film in the cinema and definitely questioned a few things about uh, that time that five months he'll never get back mm-hmm. so are you saying emma won the split emma definitely emma definitely, emma definitely. Yeah. there's no there's yeah, no do you, do you agree grania yeah i do i, mean, I do i was trying she, but she won the oscar she got married she had a kid i mean she literally did both her job <laughs> went amazing her personal life i mean what else do you want yeah mm. there's been never been a stone backlash has there? no no there couldn't be she's and she's too funny and cute oh, just we should do an episode of three of us talking about which we love Emma Stone. Just best performances, best outfits. <laughs> I know she's naturally blonde, but we all know she's a true redhead. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we let you go, there is one more question that we need your help with. Oh, there is, Frankie. Ask- oh, I know. Oh, she coming. just remembered. That's of, of course. course. Usually, guests are always blown away by it. I mean, have you not listened to us do you want me before? To pretend to be- Sorry, do you want me to pretend to be blown away? <laughs> no, the cat's out of the bag. I prefer okay. it this way. You know what I'm going to ask you. We're trying to get this woman laid. God damn it! She's still single, despite all of our guests giving her so many ideas. So, who was your idea to match up with? She doesn't need to be loved. She deserves to be loved. Any gender, any sexuality. What are you saying? Who can be with the one, the only? share my neighbor across the road david <laughs> oh, okay is it david, david is 65 he's a retired theater designer <gasps> once, once got nominated for a bafta back in the day for production design he's having his house renovated so there'll be plenty of room for share and he's <laughs> put it in a cabinet of curiosities as he calls it to put some of his things in he's amazing at making things like uh Grania, do you remember we went to a halloween party at our mate hannah's and me and lazy my husband were wearing like these like jackets and he had this big mask on that was like all tentacles like medusa and oh yes yeah so that's my neighbor david made that so basically Cher would have we should be able to combine her wardrobe of incredible stage costumes with all the we- like the strange weird wonderful things that my neighbor david makes i think it would be quite a celibate relationship but it would be a successful relationship because i think they would very much in- enhance each other and, and oh work together and those red carpet appearances would be oh, so good right? people say what's dave gonna wear next that's exactly. right. People would be just like, people would want to be dressed by David. And, you know, extramarital affairs would be no problem. So, um, you know. Well, if, if, if Cher turns him down, tell David, you have my number, right? Pass it on. <laughs> so yes. I'm available. David sounds great. I think, yes. I, think I, th- I think we might get a lot of fan mail towards David now. <laughs> yes, this, I mean, David. This David, is an eligible bachelor. I don't believe David's ever dated a woman before, but I feel like he'd make an exception There's for Cher. There's a first time for everything. You're only 65 once. Exactly, exactly. And he's going to have a lovely little pied-a-terre um, off across the road from me. That oh, he has this sounds of. like oh. a match made. I love it. Exactly. So as long as you don't mind a, a shed full of masks. It's got quite Sharon Day. Oh, she'd love that. She'd all her costumes it. to go in there. Oh, all her yeah. Bob Mackies, all in her old special room. Oh, my God, the Bob Mackies. Oh, my God. David right? would love a Bob Mackie. Yeah, yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Oh, I would love, and also I'd be across the road, so I could go across the road, and I could literally try on, like, try on the, the Bob Mackies. I'd be, yeah. so, what if the feathers fall off the Bob Mackie? Oh my goodness! I'm but actually she, thinking about this like it's real now. You really, for, uh, for listeners who don't know, is, for what, listeners who don't know, Frankie Ward looks like Gina Davis in Earth Grows a Reason, like a young Gina Davis. <laughs> so you. that in a Bob Mackie is. Oh. 
That is perfection. What I'm going to say is, Witcher and David across the road, and they know you work in sort of like their head. You work in like computers. You, right. they will need your help with like they Wi-Fi stuff. <laughs> yeah, Definitely stuff like that. I spent 45 minutes a day uh, on a chat with Apple, trying to sort out my mother-in-law's watch, Apple Watch, and get that reset. <laughs> so I would, I would happily. They're going to need that. IT person. You will I'm be your IT your person. If BT need to come around and you can try the all the dresses, so that David can go and propose to share in a folly in Sydenham Woods. There we oh. go. Yeah. And when you add we'll to the door, you'll romantic. be romantic. When you add to the door to BT, you'll be head to toe in Bob Mackie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, darling. Orange. It's going to be orange. Me. Oh no, ankle length Bob Mackie. Oh. <gasps> Oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you. I loved the couple you chose as well. Huge, huge fan. We're waiting for them. So I really appreciate yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank um, you for having me. Where can our listeners find you? Have you anything coming up that you want to tell us about? I don't know how many listeners are into into competitive video games where teenagers <laughs> become millionaires. Uh, but we have a very diverse also... listener group. You'll be surprised. <gasps> I host uh, I host esports things. Um, so I think by the time this has come out, um, my two weeks doing League of Legends um, European uh, like league, which called the LEC would have probably finished and then I'm going to Ireland uh, to see Gronje's family um, <laughs> they don't know I'm coming but I, I do expect to bed um, with my child and husband in tow but uh, yeah so so I'm sort of having a little bit of a break but if people are interested in watching me play video games uh, I have a Twitch which is uh, just simply literally Frankie with an IE I'm on Twitter uh, just Frankie Ward and then I'm on Instagram at GetFrankGames uh, I'm just trying to work out how to do like videos and that because it used to be like faces did well on the algorithm and now I have no idea. Oh, have you signed Something. the Make Instagram Instagram again petition yet? Oh, uh, you know what? I think I need to because yeah, I'm you should not do. young enough for the Instagram game anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough out there. Yeah, it's very tough, especially when you just had a baby and your following is 95% male because they're like Oof. video games. Uh, and you have, yeah, once you have a baby... They they leave you. Well, we have I've been left by so many teenage boys. Come <laughs> back to much, me. I think we have a more diverse fan base. So yeah. hopefully, you'll get a few more followers thanks to us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate you get, that. You get in a mother mother and babies group at Emma Stone. She'll sort you out. Oh yeah, God. right. I do feel like we'd be friends. <laughs> that's my favorite thing when someone's like no but this celebrity I think we actually would be friends but no we, seriously <laughs> we married like people who've written comedy stuff that's the same and we both had babies like really close together technically we would have had a pregnancy overlap I think and you, uh, you've yeah. got sort of a reddy hue to your hair there's a reddish uh, yeah, there yeah exactly and um, I think she's worn glasses yeah. seen her in glasses I've definitely seen her in, gla- in spectacles I, and I own a yellow dress like she does in La La Land so well come on words. guys well there you go three strikes we're in <laughs> Thanks so much, Frankie. Thanks, Thank Frankie. you. Thank you. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The The way way they they were. were.